career sucks. Sex just isn't the same. What's my purpose? Where did this fat come from? Divorce is killing me. I'll never be happy. My debt is piling up. Kids are gone. Now what? I'll never find love. Why can't I be like the other guys? Hey guys, gay, straight, and everything in between. It's time to get a grip. Stop whining, make a bold move, and do something amazing with your 40 plus life. Let's get to the show with your Tell It Like It Is host, Rick Clemens, who does his best to never act like a dick, unless you act like one first. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of 40 Plus Real Man Real Talk. It is that crazy day after Thanksgiving. I'm sure some of you are out there doing the thing you don't want to be doing, and some of you are going to be out there really enjoying doing the Black Friday stuff. But regardless of where you are, it's always interesting this time of year to watch how people start to reevaluate their lives and decide the direction that they want to go in. And I know for myself, there's been many moments at this time of year, I'm like, okay, what's next? And I'm even doing it right now. I'm looking at my business in a totally different way. And what I find is there's a lot of guys who get to this area of life from your 40s up, and it's like, I want to do something different. I want to be something more. I want to get out of the nine to five. And as an entrepreneur and a business owner myself, I know the pains and the challenges, the joys and the freedom that come with that. And I thought it'd be really cool to bring my friend John Janst on to talk about entrepreneurship, especially since just in the last few weeks, he has released yet another book, another really great book. I love this one. I love all of his books, but this one I love in particular because it's easy to digest. It gives you some inspiration and stuff on a daily basis. And um, I'm going to let him talk about it because I love to hear the author's version of this. But John, welcome to the 40 plus Real Men Real Talk podcast. Glad to have you here, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So another book. This is what? Yep, number another four, book. Number this five? is actually number six. Six. Okay. Um, but, but as you noted, it is a, a significantly different book. My five Completely other works have been, yeah. have been very how-to marketing, <laughs> build mm -hmm. your business. Um, and this one's really more like build you. Um, mm -hmm. And it, it's, it's more of a why-to book. And as you also kind of noted, it's not a book you pick up and read cover to cover over a weekend. It is a daily practice, almost workbook. It is a calendar format. So every yep. day um, you pick up the book, you're, you'll turn a page and you'll read that that day's um, page and yep. it is um, it is loosely based we can get into it if we have time but loosely based around themes but yep. the, the real point yep. is that it just gives you some inspirational um, reading from uh, what I think is some of the best entrepreneurial writing that has held the, the, the test of time you know from a period in the mid 19th century mm -hmm. um, and then I reflect on that for from somewhere from my 30 years of being an entrepreneur. And then I leave you every day with a question I call a challenge question that hopefully is something that if you don't know the answer to just kind of sits there in your, in the back of your mind all day and, and maybe starts uh, showing up and you start witnessing, you know, how it's showing up. Yeah, I love this. And um, I got the book a few weeks ago and I just, I started diving right in and I, I'd even shared with John that, you know, I'm letting this become part of my daily practice. I do my meditation in the morning and then I, go get my coffee. And then I come up here and before I do anything else, I read. And it's so great guys. It's like one page. You just read it. Boom, done. Even if you're not an entrepreneur, I think you could benefit from some of this because it gets you to question things. And I know for me, because of where I am in my business, this has been really good. In fact, today's was the title of the page was insist on yourself. And I was sharing with John before we came on that I'm in a really interesting space that I'm having to like, okay, figure out where I want to be. And I love that you said this, John, that this is a more of a why to book versus yeah. a how to book, because yeah. I'm trying to decide why am I doing some of the things I'm doing? Because there's so many directions right now I can go with my business. 
and I keep daily, you know, back to one of the why guys in the world, Simon Sinek. I keep going, why am I doing this? Starting yeah. with why, starting with why. So, so why was this something that you, I know, I know some of the backstory that this was something you've been thinking about for years, but what finally was like the kickstart? Like, yes, I'm going to go do this book. You know, I think in a way, um, and this is, you know, a lot of answers that authors give are, are you know, in hindsight, <laughs> you know, I don't think I, I don't think I said today's the day I have to write this book, you know, because this thing happened. But I think in hindsight, um, I, I, in some ways, I felt like I was not doing my best work, that I mm-hmm. was settling for sort of mediocrity and not pushing myself out into, you know, outside of the comfort zone into the, you know, the magic zone. And yep, so, yep. so uh, um, I wanted to do something that was a, a big stretch. As you said, it was something I thought about, but uh, it's, it's, it's actually the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm. Uh, from a mental and physical standpoint. Yep. Um, and so I probably drug my feet a little while and, and finally decided that, you know, this is, this is something that I need to do. Um, and uh, so we'll see. Cool. Cool. And I'm sure you're getting great feedback from people. Um, I'm curious what's been some, some comments or something that you've gotten that maybe surprised you as people started to <laughs> dive into this. Well, you know, as, as we all do, you know, count on people who know me and right. have known my previous work. Yeah. Um, um, and, you know, a lot of the initial comments were like, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I, didn't, I didn't know you were such a deep thinker. Uh-huh. <laughs> this stuff's really deep. <laughs> uh-huh. that, was, that was actually a, a lot of it. But I think um, the, the, it's really been gratifying that, that you know, it, it's clearly touched. I'm touching on things that people are thinking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of... You're you're seeing it, you know, in in the work from you know. I think a lot of nonfiction writers that there um, there seems to be a move away from some of the how-to things and and right. you know a realization that we probably know how to do everything we need to do. We yes. just need to get our mindset right um, so that we go out and do what we're meant to do. Yeah, you know, this is interesting because I I think you know Jeff Goins, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So it's interesting because Jeff and I have been having a lot of conversations lately, and and he's going deeper in a lot of what he's posting and stuff. And I find this really fascinating because I think for a lot of men, guys like you and Jeff, and you know, I'm going to even put myself in there. We're pushing men to go look at things in a different way. It's like, okay, we know it. Like you said, the how tos we know, but when you see someone who is going this direction. And it happens to be a guy. It's like giving men permission to go. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay to think a little bit deeper. And not that I don't think guys don't think deep all the time, but there is this interesting space that we go into. And even as I've gone through the book and read each page, I'm like, "Wow, I thought I was pretty wo- pretty woke, so to speak." And then something <laughs> will hit me. And like I said, even today, the insist on yourself. It hit me first thing this morning. I'm like, okay, yep, this is what I'm going to do. And even as I'm starting to work on my second and third book, actually, um, it's interesting for me to step back and go, this isn't a how-to book, so to speak. This is, here's the thing I want you to go explore, but I'm not going to say here's how to do it per se because I'm wanting people to go, it's okay to go be in this space and, and find this stuff out for yourself. And I think it's powerful when people do this, especially entrepreneurs because we get so tied up in our heads like let's go we got to have the vision and all this sort of stuff 
and then we're not really taking care of ourselves. Yeah, there's no, there's no question. I mean, I think men are a little more wired to, you know, how do we, how do we figure out this puzzle of the business? You know, how do we get this thing to work and that thing to work and, and, you know, generate the revenue. And I think we do. um, It's, it's, it's society has not traditionally given men the permission to work on themselves um, (laughs) as, as readily. doesn't mean there aren't a lot of folks that, that, you know, ignore that um, and and do work on themselves. But I think that's the the idea behind this book is that I think daily reflection, daily, you know, there's a lot of spiritual things in this book because Mm -hmm. I I think, um, I think entrepreneurs have always been the the greatest source of good, one of the greatest sources of good in the world. Um, And I think it's because um, entrepreneurs, and and maybe it's because we do have to be so self-reliant. We Mm -hmm. do have to depend ourselves we do have to build bridges we do have to do we have to create stuff out of nothing you know the and and i think that that causes you i think to have i think to be a little more in touch with sort of the mind body and spirit connection uh, that you know that you have to bring into every day uh, let's face it it, to survive in some cases but certainly Mm -hmm. to thrive but as i was thinking about this interview this morning because i knew we were going to talk a lot about entrepreneurship i also think there's an interesting twist in this whole thought process about the way men think they have to be self-reliant right. versus going to the deeper level of what does it mean to be truly self-reliant in your spirit, yeah. in your wholeness, in your soul, which most guys aren't encouraged to go look at. But I have done so many retreats and facilitated so many men's retreats that when I see a guy go there, it's like there's the magic. It's like they mm. see something completely different they haven't seen in themselves. And... I know for the guys that I've watched this transformation happen, it usually sticks. Most of the time it really sticks yeah. if they're open to it. Cause they usually, they wouldn't show up in that space if they weren't open to trying to do something. Right, 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 but right. I also see the opposite thing in certain circles when I've talked and you know, you saw me do my talk this summer and I had a few guys come up to me after that talk this summer at world domination summit. And they're like, I could never be that open. I could never be that vulnerable. And I, and I actually said to both of them, I said, you could, you yeah. just aren't ready yet. And well, that's and, such and an the, interesting space to see people step into. Yeah. And, and I think what it really comes down to, it, it, you know, if you Google the term self-reliance, you're going to find, um, you know, websites that tell you how to build your own house, how to go it alone, mm-hmm, <laughs> and do, mm-hmm. you know, and that's not the point here at all. Mm-hmm. I think the, the ultimate uh, measure of self-reliance is trust. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, I think that the, the, people that are stepping into their ability to be vulnerable and to ask for help and all the things it's when they finally come to trust that they have to follow their path, that they have to do what's in their heart and not, you know, so much of what we put out there as as these masks, you know, again, I hate to pick on men, but uh, as long as we're talking about it, you know, is because we we're doing what we think the world expects of us, you know, rather than trusting ourselves enough to do what we, sh- you know, what only we can and should do, and I think that that's that's at the heart of all of Emerson's writing. That that essay, mm-hmm. self reliance, which I borrowed, you know, heavily upon <laughs> for yeah, the title yeah, yeah. of this book, um, was really all about trusting yourself enough to 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 realize that your life is a work in progress, and that your only job really is to f- is to discover your unique mm-hmm. self. It was interesting as I was working through a couple of speeches recently, and one of my one of my core quotes that I usually speak to is trusting yourself is the greatest gift you can give yourself. Mm-hmm. And I said that in front of a group not long ago, and actually it was in front of a business group. I said, you know, part of the reason that you're not getting feedback from your employees or from your customers is you're not trusting yourself to show up enough to be yourself in this space 
where they feel like they can be trusted to share that with you. And one of the leaders in the room said, I don't really get that concept. I said, so if I look at you and I make you feel like you can't trust me, are you going to want to talk to me? <laughs> right. And it was like, boom, that's the light bulb went off. He's like, oh, okay, I get this. I'm like, so you got to trust yourself enough to be yourself and say, yes, I'm open to getting criticism. I'm open to getting your feedback. I'm opening to listening to you. I'm opening to all these things. And then that suddenly like the pivot happens. It's like, okay, this is all about a lot of deep trust. And I know as an entrepreneur myself, the second guessing that goes on in our heads is just crazy. It's like, yep. okay, yep. oh, well, now what? Oh, yeah, you know, all this sort of stuff. Well, and, and, and you know, it's, it's probably gotten worse, even though I cite so much of this uh, material from the mid-19th century, <clears throat> excuse me, mid-19th century, human condition hasn't really changed. Some of the readings, uh, you know, from Thoreau and whatnot that I quote, you know, he could have been talking about all the distractions of Facebook and all the yep. comparison, all the things that we do because it's so easy to see today. Mm -hmm. um, but it's amazing though. Those writings dealt with, you know, the, the same issues. It's, mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's just new technology. You know, it's funny that you and I are having this conversation this week, just as Instagram changed their whole, how you like and everything. And I thought, yeah. Oh my God, there's going to be a whole lot of people that are going to go, but how do I know? How do <laughs> how do yeah, I? Yeah, it's yeah. like, well, I guess you're gonna have to lean into yourself and just go with the you know the good old. Somebody says, I really enjoyed that versus, oh my god, how many likes do I have? And we yeah. have become this world of, it's all the instant gratification and what we see online. But as that was happening, it was really funny because um, you know my husband George and yep. uh, <clears throat> we were listening to the news about this, and I'm like, I hadn't even paid attention to anything and. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. So he's on his phone. He goes, well, I guess mine's already switched over. And I said, well, mine hasn't. I'm still, and he's like, well, I wonder why. And I'm like, okay. And then a few minutes later, he's like, well, I'm really curious. I'm like, you're kind of hung up on this, man. <laughs> because, and he's not a, you know, he's not a big entrepreneur. He's just, you yeah. know, but it was just interesting to see how each of us starts to react to these things. And again, I think that ties into this whole self-reliance. If we didn't need the likes, Yep. And we could just be who we are in our own skin and our own body and show up in the world in our own way. How much more relaxed and at ease and at peace would we be versus yeah. now in this crazy space that we are of yeah. everything is driven by this outward, you know, adulation. So to speak. yeah, it, um, um, I think a couple of days ago in the book, um, I quoted, uh, Seth Godin, one of my favorite quotes, um, about reputation, you know, how we have to manage our reputation today. And there's all these places, you know, likes and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, five stars and whatnot. And, and, uh, Seth goes on to say that, uh, you know, reputation is pretty easy. Just make sure that you're always doing work you're yeah. proud of. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's, you know, the email, the blog post, the sales conversation, you know, you just need to take that into every one of those. And, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, reputation will take care of itself. Yeah, uh, another mutual acquaintance of ours, and you probably know you probably know him better than I do. But John Acuff, he just put out a video, like I think yesterday or the day before, around this whole four ways to really show up and be who you are. And it was the same concept. It's like manage your reputation. And, and there's times I go, oh, maybe I shouldn't have put that up <laughs> because you know. And John said something in the very first um, thing in the video. He's like, so think about if, or actually, I think it was the second or third one. He's like, think about a perspective. Um, employer hiring you. And at first my knee jerk reaction was, I don't have to worry about that. And I'm like, Oh wait, I do have to worry about that because I get hired by people all the time. So, you know, I'm not the traditional nine to fiver guy, but yeah, yeah. I've got people that are out there looking. And I know because of the work I've done and the kind of space I play in, 
that just the fact that I'm gay and that I've worked with a lot of people in that coming out world and everything, I know that that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But then I, I also, again, rely on myself to know those that want me to be in their world will say that's cool and we want to bring you in. And I think that's part of this beautiful thing that you've created is all these messages of what does it really mean to be self-reliant yeah. without putting yourself out on an island and saying, I've got this, I can do this all alone. There's a <laughs> complete difference in those two things. So, um, why don't we, uh, why don't we read? Yeah, today? I would love to, I would love to have you read one. Um, of those, so. And I'm, you know, I know that you, you mentioned this is coming out on black Friday, uh, which a lot of people, you know, do see that as shopping. I, I have fully embraced REI's, uh, opt outside, uh, <laughs> approach. I do not walk into, uh, into a store on black Friday. Yes. Yep. <laughs> I agree. November 22nd. So every day starts with a title, then the reading. Uh, this one happens to be actually from Emerson's Self-Reliance and then some words from me and a challenge question. November 22nd. Insist on yourself. Insist on yourself. Never imitate. Your own gift you can present every moment with the cumulative force of a whole life's cultivation. But of the adopted talent of another, you have only an extemporaneous half possession. That which each can do best None but their maker can teach them. No one yet knows what it is, nor can, till that person has exhibited it. Where is the master who could have taught Shakespeare? Ralph Waldo Emerson, Self-Reliance, 1841. So the first sentence of today's reading is perhaps the strongest call to action in the entire essay. Insist on yourself. Never imitate. This mantra is all you need to take into every day as you continue to explore that which only you can do best. You are your maker. Your own gift is a giant bowl of stew made up of every person, every interaction, every experience, every thought, and every observation. No one else has what you have. Today, insist on yourself. Your challenge question, what in your life or your business feels like an imitation? It was, my, it was one of my favorites so far. And I'm going to actually answer the challenge question um, okay. so that you can get a feel for this. There's nothing right now that I feel like is an imitation in my business, except when I step away from being the guy who says everybody has closets and everybody has to dump their excuses, face their fears and step into an unapologetic life. And how do I know this to be true? Because of my experience coming out of the closet as a gay man. Anytime I deviate from that core of who I am, then I'm pretending to be something I'm not. And every time I do that, John, my business sucks because <laughs> I'm not living to my truth. And I, you've known me a long time and you've seen yep. me stumble through some of that. But I know that there's no shame in being who I am. And anytime I try to hide that little piece or not quite show up in that way, everything goes haywire. And I hate my business. Yeah. I don't like being in it. And um, I think it's a really powerful statement about insist on being who you are every step of the way. Even if you write a book that's so different and contrary <laughs> to everything else that everybody knows you for. But um, this is yeah. powerful stuff, man. Well, uh, thank you. Thanks. And, and I think that that, that, you know, that idea of imitation, I think, is, is you know, it goes, again, I hate to keep picking on Facebook and social media. It's really, it's not the tools themselves. It's how we use them. But, you know, this idea of, you know, I'm not good enough. I'm not achieving enough. Mm -hmm. I'm, you know, I'm not living up to the perfect life that so-and-so has. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that, that form of comparison sort of robs us of, of the joy uh, and happiness and accomplishments that we have made. And, and mm -hmm. I think that that, you know, that's one of the things that for me has been the most profound 
you know, I spent a year writing this book, you know, deep dive into sort of self-examination. Yeah. Um, and probably one of the things that came out of it for me is that, um, you know, we have to find joy mm-hmm. before we're going to find happiness. Um, happiness sometimes is, is such a chase for the things that we think are going to bring us pleasure um, and, or, or help us avoid pain. <laughs> um, and until we can have joy in today's ever present moment, I don't think we'll have uh, happiness. I agree a hundred percent. And I hope that everybody who's listening to it said is taking time out of the craziness that just started today for the holidays, um, really steps into that space of, you know, really insisting on yourself. And it's ironic that this is the conversation that John and I had had yeah. because one of my favorite phrases and quotes, um, and it's actually the one that I ended the talk with this summer is the truth of who you are is far more powerful than the false truth that you're pretending to be. And the only way you can be yourself is to insist on being yourself and not pretend to be anything but that. Thanks again, John, for being here, man. Much success with the book. I always enjoy our conversations. If you all would want to get a copy of John's book, it can be found anywhere and everywhere. And the first person who emails me at rick at rickclemens.com, I will send you a copy of John's book as a gift from myself and John. Just shoot that email over and you'll be the lucky winner of a book here today for listening awesome. to the podcast. I appreciate, appreciate it, Rick. Always great to catch up. Yep, you do, man. Thanks so much. That's a wrap for 40 plus. Real men, real talk. Where size doesn't matter. We drop our bullshit, get over our screwed up fears, make bold moves, and live life without apologies. Don't forget to join us on Facebook at 40 plus Real Men, Real Talk, where the conversations continue.